Welcome back. Welcome back. Finally. So we are Edward Thomas and Lin Yuan, and we are the hosts of this program. And today we have a really, 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 really interesting topic. Yes, we do. What is that, Ed? I don't know. I forgot what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about dating again, but with the light of dating a non-believer when you are a believer. And this is also really interesting for people who are not Christians. Like communists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, what are the risks? Like, if you date a Christian, what are the risks doing that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Think of you like if you were a non-Christian. And you go out, you meet this person like so hot and they have like a great body and everything and a great personality. And then you go out and you're just like, oh, I just like met the dream of my life, my soulmate. And then they're going like, yes, you know, I really am praying to God about you. And you're just like, ah! <laughs> no, maybe not that one. But I mean, if you think about the future and stuff and yeah. what exactly puts you two together and why are you mm. attracted to each other and is this something worthwhile or not you know but i mean i mm. think both you Ed, and me we have both experiences with um dating a non-believer because before mm. i met my husband i was a non-believer um and when we got married obviously i was a believer mm-hmm. i remember yeah you married I, us i know i was there <laughs> i was there it's like whoa <laughs> She um, loves Jesus. No. But I remember it very clearly that it was, I think our meeting was really unorthodox and how mm. we got together and, and everything, how it went. Um, so I always had some kind of faith in something, mm. but I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was a Buddhist or, or any, yeah. anything else, or maybe you could call me a seeker. Um, but when I met Jonas, just after a couple of days, yeah. We would like go through that. We were really like infatuated with each other. So we would go through this list of questions for like in preparation of getting married. Imagine oh that. Oh my like, gosh. You guys are so I, weird. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was 17 and he was oh 20. My gosh. And I came to his parents' house to uh, where the student exchange and I wanted to learn more Swedish. So I was there. And and we went through this question stuff. Mm. And there were a lot of like really serious questions. Really? Yeah, like, oh, what about money? What about TV? Like, everything. It could be from sexual things to just everyday things to how many children you want or what what does it matter uh, how much money you earn and stuff like that. And one thing was like, one question was, um, what is the most important thing in your life? So what do you think Jonas said, being a Christian? Um, TV games. No. (laughs) He's trying to say Jesus. Yeah, he said like, Oh, God is number one for me. And me not being a believer, I'm like, I was hurt. I was like, dude, you're supposed to see me. <laughs> I, I can like, wait. I can imagine. <laughs> like, here you are. He's like, and you were like just so pissed at him because I, he would choose someone else above you. Yeah, but I mean, it, it gave me somehow the motivation. Like, okay, mm. who's this dude that you consider to <laughs> who's, be so, who's this so man? important? Who's this man that's competing with me? <laughs> um, Look at yeah. all this. <laughs> so, I mean, in wow. our case, it went well in the sense of that I I found my personal faith and then became a Christian. Mm. But it was, I would call it almost a misstep of Jonas to pursue me, even though oh. he knew I wasn't a Christian. And his family wasn't really fond. Like, they were mm. fond of me as a person, but right. they, they were not really happy because they also talked to him about, you mm. know, she's not a Christian and... Mm. 
Yeah, exactly. there are things to consider. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, hmm. Oh, like the position from where we make our values. Make our values based on a faith. Mm-hmm. Whether you're an atheist or Christian, Buddhist, you know, communist, whatever. Communist? That's not a religion, dude. <laughs> in, a, in a way, okay, that's like another thing. For another, I think that communism should be classified as a religion. But okay. I have a reason for saying that, but I'm not going to go into that now. So if you want to know, you need to write us a question. <laughs> um, but but basically we're talking about um, different types of worldviews or different types of... Um, philosophical or religious positions that a person can take. And I think um, the problems do not creep in when you're just dating, necessarily. No. Like, Often not. Um, I don't know, you might go to church and this other person don't. Um, you might give your tenth and the other person don't. Mm. Um, and you might like to read the Bible or have certain <clears throat> political points or certain other issues that you consider really important and the other person mm. don't. And when you're dating, those things might not overlap. Like, you no. have your own household, you might exactly. have your own friends, you have your own hobbies. There is not as much mm. things that could give you friction. Yeah. Until you, I mean, when you get married, it becomes our money. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, what you're doing with our money is way different than what you're doing with your money. Mm-hmm. So you give your 10, say if you tithe, you give 10% of your income to the church. Wow. you know, And that's, you know, that's something that maybe many non-believers would be like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I know the church is all about money. No, it's it, it takes money to run a Do church. And, <laughs> and so, and people who are part of that actually support that financially, just like you would any other type of organization, organization or whatever. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times non-believers are like shocked at some of the things that Christians do. Uh, so that whole 10%, what you like giving to? Like, we're going to live off the 90%. But if you have that, if you both have that as... A value, it wouldn't even be a, a thing to fight about. It's mm. just, oh, this is the way we live our life and everything. So that's where that friction comes in. It starts to come in or it starts to show up um, the more um, intimate everyday life that you live with that person. And I was trying to explain to one colleague I had um, because she is about to marry a non Christian and, mm. and I just got to know her. So obviously I, I didn't want to put myself into her. Th- Stuff like I don't right. want to be nosy and tell her how to live her life, whatever. Mm. Um, but I try to explain to her that you either you either drift off your own faith, or in best case scenario, the other one will come closer to you. But it's not it's not a guarantee. You will never no. be able to to tell like, oh, this person will become a Christian eventually, no. because they might not. They might not really. They may not. And and they might be. Or may give you reason to uh, step away from the church. They might mm. think, oh, you know, the church, they brainwash you. And mm. I don't want them to go. I don't want our kids to go there. Or right. our kids should decide us themselves if they want to <clears> go <throat> or not. And I think it divides the family. I agree with you. I mean, I think that So my when I married uh, Annette, she was... She told me she believed in Jesus and everything. And we went to church together and everything. And then... After we had been married like three and a half years, then she told me, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. I was like, oh, my gosh. And one of the biggest contentions for us was that um, I believe the children should go to church. When they're small children, we take them to church. They go to Sunday school. We go to church together as a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And Annette didn't follow to church, and she thought it was wrong for me to take the kids to church. And so we fought 
every single Sunday wow. about taking the kids to church. Like, and it was never like, okay, like this is important. I'm going to help you. I was like, it was always like resistance there, um, which doesn't really help the kids at all. It doesn't show them anything um, positive uh, about the faith in that in that regard because it's always like, well, why is mom and dad always arguing about us going to church and then? None of their friends went to church, and they didn't make any friends in church either. So mm. it just everything was, was compounded that way. So, so that was um, that was really difficult. And it's one of those things that uh, that was really difficult to deal with because going to church I thought was really important. Um, I believe that this faith is real, and so I wanted my children to be exposed to it. You can't choose for them; you can't make them Christian, but no. but you're trying to expose them to. To so this faith make- and this and this way of life, you want them to make that choice yeah. for themselves, and so it's uh, so that was really difficult. That, that was a, a very difficult uh, time for us because that was like every Sunday. <laughs> that sounds really uh, tough. Yeah, it was um, tough, and especially something that you would might consider. Oh, this is so basic. This is so mm-hmm. ingrained in me. They did like yeah. for you, it's nothing to argue about. What's <clears throat> no the big exactly? Deal. So exactly, exactly, and it's so weird because. Um, there are other things that that weren't at all a problem. Like we follow these the food laws that are written in the Bible and stuff, and and that wasn't a problem. <laughs> that was like we had a discussion. I'm like oh, that's what it says in the Bible. My wife said, oh, "Okay, less pork." No and the pork. whole and the whole family's like, "Okay, we're not eating pork or and shellfish." I'm like, "Okay," but going to church on Sunday that, that was, was a big deal. Taking the kids to Sunday school that was like a really that was a big deal, you know. So, um. But if, we, if we're looking at people who are dating, and we're looking at people who are considering... So we have two situations. You're considering dating or getting more serious with a person. You like the person, you have good chemistry, and you're considering becoming more serious. Or in the situation where it's become really serious, and now you're thinking about marriage. Mm-hmm. So we have these two situations where it's not just, I'm going on a date to get to know someone or just to have a good time with them. Um, I think what we're really talking about is having that intimate relationship that develops into closeness and they get become intertwined and you become emotionally invested and, and time invested in that person's life. That person becomes invested in your life. Now you want to try to build a home with that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point that we're talking about today that that is probably uh, something that a person should, should consider. And, and I know this is like, some people are going to say, well, who are you to tell me how to live my life or whatever, but... There um, are Bible verses, actually. If you're are. a Christian, there are Bible verses. They are quite clear yeah. on that. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and most Christians, um, most we say practicing Christians who believe that the Bible is true, are pretty much in agreement that people shouldn't, you know, um, Christians shouldn't date non-Christians, you know. Um, my friend who was a, a Muslim imam, and we had this big discussion before, uh, Obeyed and I, we were talking, and he said, he goes, yeah, I like totally agree with you because, I mean, Muslims shouldn't be dating Christians or other people either because, <laughs> I mean, for the same reason. It's just, it's harder to build that home and harder to build that relationship when you have two different values, yeah. when you have two different um, ethics, when you have two different rights and wrong. He goes, it's just, it's just way, it's so much work that it's, it's it's just easier to separate than it is to try to keep that together and we're working against that. So I mean, we had this discussion at work too, and there was this my older colleague, and she is not a believer in any mm. sense. And she said that her both parents were non-believers, so the mom 
identified as a Catholic mm. and the dad identified as a Muslim, mm. but both were non-religious. And she said mm. that went really, really well. Mm. But she agreed that um, people who don't share the same faith mm. and don't practice it, they should should not get together. They should not get married. They should not date because at some point those things will break the mm. relationship. Exactly. I mean, relationships are hard enough, but. Mm. If you if you date someone who is so different from you, mm. uh, you set it up somehow yeah. to fail. And I know that there are examples <clears throat> where it works. I don't know how they work. I don't know how much they have to compromise. I don't know how much energy they have to put in simple things. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I mean, but it's I mean, what you're saying is that you're bringing up relevant points. Mm-hmm. And those points are, are are things that people should consider when the relationship is starting to become more serious and they're moving towards marriage, you know, and they're moving towards spending the rest of their life together. Yeah. It's just those things, it's, it's just, um, I usually say that you want to build um, your home on a sure foundation. And certain things you just need to have in common. You have to be synchronized. And if you're not, you just it's just going to be much harder to build a home on, on that weaker foundation. So, Because I think to be religious in that sense and practice it, it's not, it's not a hobby. It, no. should not, it should not be like, Yo, I'll, I'll do it for five years and then mm. I'll stop and then I, I pick up another hobby. Mm-hmm. It should be something that is so ingrained in you that mm. it will never stop. It yeah. might take off in intensity or it will get more intense, but mm. it should never be like, oh, I, I, just, I just quit. I just quit church for mm, you or exactly. something like that. Um, so I think it's it's a warning. It's a, it's a warning for Christians to mm. um, con- really consider mm. should you even be starting to date? Because as you said, mm. you, you get invested. And the more mm. you get invested, the harder it will be to step away from oh, it. Yeah. The harder it will be to receive reason mm. <laughs> like mm. your friends might tell you you know what what the bible says yeah. your pastor might tell you it's not a good idea mm. um but i think the more you invest the more you will be unwilling to step away from yeah it. exactly yeah I, I mean if you're out there and you're listening to us and you're in this situation um first we want to say that we empathize with you mm-hmm. and i we totally understand this. it's a difficult situation to be in it's not fun you know and yeah and it's definitely not fun once once you've invested in someone and you really like this person and you're and, and especially if you're in the situation where you feel like this is the person you should be with um and then here comes something some kind of technicality like oh wow we're not really that synced when it comes to the place where we make our decisions about our morals and our values Ooh, wow. Hum, how is that going to work? And what happens is usually, um, if you're being honest, you'll find out that it, it's not just that one area. Mm. It, it starts to permeate into other areas. I mean, it, it would be something like, um, so we're gonna, I'm going to describe a, a, a Christian day. And I don't mean that every Christian lives this way, but I'm just being really general about it. Uh, so you wake up in the morning, and you thank God for your life. You may read your Bible or pray, and you're praying for your family, you're praying for people around you and because you want God to help them. Um, you go through your day and as you meet people, because, you know, you've been convinced that God has called you to be the salt and the light. And so you look for opportunities to bless people, to help people, to mm-hmm. do something positive in their life. Um, you thank God for the food you eat and you come back home at the end of the day uh, with a sense of thankfulness. You might spend some time in God's word and pray. 
um, can go- as well as all these other things and stuff like that happens. Like you go to, you know, you go shopping, you go to work and everything. And, and now you, this other person comes into your life. Now, this is the way you live your life. This is normal for you. And now here's another person. And it would be, it would be so unfair to expect this person to behave in a religious kind of way mm-hmm. when it's not their choice to, to follow Jesus, not their choice to believe in God or whatever. And so what happens is that you'll end up, um, so you'll end up waking up in the morning, you, you share a house and a home with a person, but as you wake up to pray for your day, you're praying for the day and the other person doesn't participate in that. Yeah. Because for them, it's nonsense. And, and what happens is that... Or they think as, it's a nice thought. It's nice yeah, that it's you a, are doing it. Right, it's nice that you're doing it, but it's nothing that they would participate um, in with you. And Or they and, would remind you. They might not remind no, you. No, they, they wouldn't remind you They might not support you, you in it. No. They might not no. they don't make it, you. They don't make it easier. And so what happens is that... So something happens, um, someone who's really close to you, a family member, uh, or someone at your job, or maybe even if you have children... And you really want God to help them. And it would be so great and so wonderful if your partner could join you in that effort. Mm-hmm. Two together, united in prayer for someone that you know that they really need God's help. But your partner isn't a believer. And so your partner can't participate. And they can't even support you in that. And they don't you even understand what you're doing. It's like, you're doing a bunch of weird stuff. You really think God hears you? I mean, and and so what happens is that you start to journey, like you're living in the house with someone. Mm-hmm. You're married to them. You want to build a home. But that journey that you're that spiritual journey that you're on, you're on it's your own. own. Yeah. You're by yourself and you will never experience that that oneness of coming together in that shared experience. And so you're always alone in your faith, in spite of the fact that you actually share a house and a home with that person. And, and that's think, a hard thing to live with. It's difficult. And I think there is this trap that I think every Christian who dates a non-Christian falls in, and that's this hope and idea that this per- the other person will change. The mm. other person will, oh, but he's so interested in the faith, and she has come to church several times. And, yeah. and, and it's, a, it's like this, this trap, it's mm-hmm. this thought, because you want it so much, so you are so susceptible to it that, <clears throat> oh, it might happen. And Yeah, um, yeah and I, I know a friend that, they, he started dating a non-Christian, but he realized that, well, this is not right. And mm-hmm. he stepped away from it. Like, he broke up wow. with her for a while um, because he told her, like, you know, I don't know, God, I have to pray about, with God about this. This mm. is, this doesn't seem right. And mm. she was, like, devastated because she didn't get it. She's like, mm. why are you breaking up with me? Right, exactly. <laughs> what did I do? Ooh. And he's like, it's not about you. It's just, like, I, I need to... Settle this with God. I don't. I don't know what to do. And mm. she like. Well, I don't know. Why are you hurting me this way? Exactly. Yeah, because it, I mean, it it is difficult. But um, number one, you're always going to have to decide um, as you're following as you're following this path. You're going to have to decide. Will I follow it regardless? Mm-hmm. And you're always going to come to a situation where you have a crisis of belief. So in this case, we're talking about dating as a crisis of belief. We're taking, you know, here's someone, you really like someone. But but let me ask you a question. How much do you really trust God? Mm-hmm. How much do you really trust God to be there for you and to help you to make a wise decision? How much is God a part of your decision-making process? So sometimes, I'm, you know, you meet a person, and now I want God to bless this, make this person Christian, <laughs> and make them okay and nice. Because what I'm leading is that I'm leading with, this is what I want. Give me what I want, God. Yeah. As opposed to, 
God is an integral part of my life who leads me mm-hmm. where I need to be. So that's one of the questions that you should ask yourself. And then the other question um, should be your level of commitment in the point of if God is number one in your life. Yeah. So you say that Jonas chose God as the most important thing in his life. Yeah. Um, and the question would be then, so, so what does that really mean? Is number one number one? Mm-hmm. If number one is number one, it's the most important. It's the it is the most important. And if number one is not number one, then something else is because yeah. there's always a number one. There's always a number one. So, um, and 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 you know you just have to be honest with yourself and and there's always a, a cost factor in following Jesus. I, I'm just going to throw that out there. I know <laughs> I, you may not it may not sound that fun to you, but but if you're going to follow Jesus, if you're thinking about becoming a Christian. There's always a cost factor. There's always yeah. something that you're going to have to surrender, give up, or walk away Sacrifice. from. Sacrifice. Yeah, um, always. You can't avoid it. And so it's one of those things that if you're considering being a Christian, you need, to con- you need to weigh that in. Am I really willing to follow him, even if it means walking away from something that I really want to do or want to have? Um, because that's really what having him as Lord means. It means that he's the one that's deciding. That's deciding. Yeah. So sacrificing other things over over yeah. that and um i think that that for you maybe who's listening who's not a christian and who's dating a christian girl yeah. or guy um i don't know like i'm not telling you that you should break up with him or her i'm just telling you that not yet you, you should you should consider and and try to help the other person to realize what do they want in life and what mm. is most important to them um, to make them realize that is it a good idea to be dating or not? Like it's mm. it's in their hands. It's in you guy your guys' hands. Yeah, it's nothing that we decide. It's nothing that we will call you up and tell you guys this is how you unless should live you, your life. Unless you give us your phone number, because we will call you. <laughs> we will call you. If you give us the phone number, I will I will call personally call you. I'll say hello. What's up with you? Come on, wake up. <laughs> um, so this is like a good intended warning rebuke um advice for all of you guys out there because it's not that we both ed and me are like living in super perfect relationships and oh everyone is christian around us so we have no idea what you guys are going through that's not that's not the truth because we do know and we do know how it is to live with someone who's christian or non-christian and we just want you guys to to have it the best way you can, to be yeah. most prepared, because yeah. even though both people might be Christian, it still can end up really badly. Yeah, it can still end up in divorce, even if you're married to a Christian. Yeah, like there's no magic bullet. There's no like magic wand. There's no, you know, magic pill. Easy you way. <laughs> no, all relationships require hard work, but the less of these important things that you have in common, the more work and energy is required. And you just may not have that. Just that simple. Mm hmm. But anyway, let's end on a high note. Okay, <laughs> on a high note. <laughs> All right. Well, um, um, this is just one of probably many. We probably have to come back to this subject several times. Uh-huh. And so, um, this just maybe think of this as like an introduction to whet your appetite. Um, why don't you share your story with us? Yeah. Tell why don't us. you share? Um, you know, spice it up a little bit, um, and then let us be able to sort of share our wisdom and share our experience. Um, and talk directly into your life and your situation, and maybe in a way that would help you. And we're going to be upfront and, and honest with you. So, all right. 
Hear you soon, guys. And thank you for listening to us today. Yeah, don't forget that to write your questions and send them in to our webpage or to our email address. And I don't think we have any subscribe. No, subscribe. 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 That's the word. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas, and we hope to hear you again.